Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Claire Venice. And I'm Joff Lacey. We're in a meeting. At the Festival Hall in this week's Peapod. Welcome and thanks for joining us. This week we're bringing you a special Peapod from the Petersfield Annual Town Meeting at the Rose Room in the Festival Hall. We speak to Mayor Peter Clist as well as representatives from the Mayor's chosen charities, the King's Arms Youth Project and Petersfield Food Bank. We also meet some of the recipients of the Mayor's Awards and Susie enjoys seeing lambs. If you love Petersfield, I love the square, the hangers, the open air swimming pool, lots of fun shops, then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod with Claire Venice and Joff Lacey. Hello, Claire. How are you? Hello, Joff. I'm right, thanks. And you? Yes. Now, virtually three years ago to the day, we recorded a Peapod in the same room we are tonight, all about the town meeting. Lots has changed since then. Yes, it's quite strange to be back in this room because nothing's really changed. We're in the council chambers at the Festival Hall, where we were yet almost pretty much three years ago. I think it was 3rd of March... 2020. Have you looked that up? I think there was a Facebook memory. Oh. <laughs> and uh, we were, COVID was beginning, was was rearing its head, um, but we were still a week away or two weeks away from a national lockdown. Yeah. The only thing that's changed in this room are photos of the previous two mayors. No. <laughs> Yeah, there was. I remember there were, there were quite a few of us from Shine Radio here as yes. well. There was obviously us too. There was Dave Bowers, Stephen Martin, Susie Wilde was here. Yes. Um, a couple of the volunteers. That was at the time where everyone got involved. When we really, when we, when we thought we needed everyone to get this sorted out. But since about September two thousand uh, twenty twenty, it's just been the two of us. It has ever and since. <laughs> yeah. Here we are again. Here we are, just the two just of us. Just us. <laughs> the party finished. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's strange. Those three years, where have they gone? Very very strange. But actually, I'm finding this year. It's nice that. Things are getting sort of a bit more back to normal. It's like the wheels are getting oiled again and we're getting back into things. Even though COVID's obviously still around, we're coping with it again, I think, is, and trying to get back to normal. Now, you represented Shine Radio and picked up an award. Is that right? I did. Gosh, well remembered. I, I held one of those really big checks. It's not really a check. It's just a piece of paper, but it looked good. I still got it. It was nearly as big as you, isn't it? It was. (laughs) That was when Councillor Leslie Farrow was mayor. And uh, my youngest picked up second or third place in the Daniel Day Lewis Award, Mm -hmm. which was um, given to youngsters within the creative arts within the town. Ah. Well, there we go. There we go. Here we are again. So we'll have to wait and see who wins the awards this year. Yes, we've had a quick sneak peek, or you have. It's quite a big, uh, quite a big turnout. Mm, yes, there is. There's quite a few people in the Rose Room. We'll go in there in, in a little bit, shall we, and see we? if we can get some audio from it. We love to hear from you. So if you have a story you'd like us to cover or would just like to say hi, please do call or WhatsApp us on 01730 555 500. Or you can email team at shineradio.uk. Coming up, we hear from the King's Arms Youth Project and the Petersfield Food Bank, and later on, recipients of the Mayor's Awards. Now, normally in this slot, I would be speaking to John Walker. Now, John has been a member of the Peapod team as a contributor since day one. Now, we've done over 150 Peapods, and John has probably been involved with about 
probably about 140 of them. So after Claire and I and Susie, he has been involved with the most peapods. And each week, John and I would get together to discuss all that was going on in the Petersphere. For the first year, John would be with us at the recordings. Then during lockdown two, we started to get together on a Sunday lunchtime. Firstly, behind the church, which was, a, as we said at the time, a little bit creepy. Two, two middle-aged men meeting behind the church. And then that progressed to meeting at the townhouse, which we have done for nigh on two years. A couple of weeks ago, 26th of February, uh, I met up with John and I didn't realise, and I know John wouldn't have realised that it was potentially the last time we would get together to record. John, sadly, isn't very well at the moment, um, so he'll be taking a break from the Peapod. And just want to say to John, if he's listening, that he has been a huge part of the Peapod family. Um, when we meet, we would get 10, 15 minutes of audio, but we would meet for an hour, hour and a half, where we would sit and uh, put the world to rights, whether it be local news, national news. And John and I uh, have a differing view politically. Um, but as time went on, I could understand where he was coming from. He spoke his mind. We both spoke our mind. Um, and he could come across as a, a grumpy old so-and-so. But at the heart of every conversation that John and I had, he just wanted the best for everyone. That if you say you're going to do something, you do it to the best of your ability. If you sign up to represent the town or, an, or a a team or anything like that, that you would do it to the best of your ability and that you did it for the right reasons. Um, and for me, when we, John and I spoke just two weeks ago, uh, I asked John how he would want the future to look. And John said at the time that he just wanted people to do the things they're asked to do and do it properly. John, we'll catch up with you very soon, and uh, on with the show. Petersfield's Shine Radio. The annual Petersfield Town Meeting is open to all electors within the parish. The meeting serves to hear reports from the Town Council's various committees. It's also an occasion to meet representatives of the Mayor's chosen charities for the year, as well as present the Mayor's Awards. And we're joined by Mayor Peter Cliss now. Hello Peter, how are you? Good evening. <laughs> so, how's your year as Mayor been? Well, it's been extraordinarily busy. I, I suspect no busier than my predecessors, but... Um, this has been an unusual year, has it not? Because it's contained so far two royal events with another royal event to come before I finish. And uh, I mean, it's been sad with the Queen, but it's been wonderful to see Petersfield celebrating, joining in. Um, 
being good citizens. What areas have been important for you to address in your year as mayor? Well, I suppose we have tried to respond to the climate crisis and a lot of the stuff that I've done has been attending climate crisis issues. Um, the Eco Fair, the Planet Petersfield recently, um, and helping to support a couple of businesses which are doing their bit. Um, a pecan is doing fruit trees in, in every garden or fruit trees in Petersfield Gardens and we've helped with that. And there's also something called Energise South Downs which is trying to offer advice to get far more homes in, properly insulated in this area. And we've done our bit with finance. And uh, what's the meeting about this evening? Well, if you like, it's an AGM. I mean, it isn't an AGM. It's called an annual town meeting. But it's our chance to tell our residents and ratepayers what it is we've been up to. Um, and, you know, I mean, our, our rates or the, the modern equivalent are fairly small compared to the rates levied by other bodies. But we still raise a significant amount of money from our residents. And we, don't want, to t we want to tell them how we've, we've been spending it. It's also a chance for people to bring along things that they want to tell us or want to complain about or occasionally to congratulate us. <laughs> now, you have chosen two local charities for your Charities of the Year, the King's Arms Youth Project and the Petersfield Food Bank. Why did you choose these two charities? Uh, well, they are my two. Um, they're the Mayor's Charities. The Mayor's allowed to choose a charity or two every year, and these are the two that I've chosen. Um, and I suppose someone said at, uh, at council when we were planning the annual town meeting, why don't we get some of the charities along that we support and let them tell us how they're spending our money? Um, and of course, we support a lot of local charities. So it seemed sensible to start with my two. Um, the reason for these two is that I think the... <sighs> The crisis, the cost of living crisis, is is really hurting in Petersfield. And two of the charities that are in the front line for this are the King's Arms, who are helping with kids, you know, in families without enough to eat. Um, and in some cases, long journeys to school and um, the price of petrol going up a lot. Uh, and the food bank. And, and what the food bank would say tonight is that... Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, their demand doubled. And recently, since the pandemic ended, it's doubled again. So they're actually doing at least four times as many food parcels as before. And that seemed to me to be a worthy call. Both are worthy causes to raise money for. And as you reflect on your year, what's, what's been your biggest highlight? Well, I suppose two. One was the proclamation. Um, we had a note from, in effect, from the palace saying that if you hadn't done a proclamation of the new king, uh, you needed to do it by seven o'clock on this particular Sunday. So we fixed it, rearranged it for seven o'clock on the Sunday. And I have to say, I thought a proclamation of a king, we might get a couple of blokes and a dog in the, in the square. In fact, the square was absolutely packed and it was full of youngsters which is obviously oh, people, parents, bringing their kids along for history in the making. And the other was Petersfield. I have met probably most of the charities in Petersfield now, and Petersfield is full of genuine altruistic people with hearts for others, and it's been a real privilege to meet them. 
Now, part of tonight's meeting as well, you are giving out some awards, yep. the Mayor's Awards. Yep. Are we allowed a sneak peek of who might be the recipients of the awards? The first is a lady who organised the Peterborough Walking Festival last year, the first time it had ever been done, um, and suddenly there were 47 walks uh, in a, a week-long period to which people were invited to come. And I was, I was really cross because I had a number of mayoral commitments um, and I said I'd sign up because there'd be space. And when I actually got clear and I, ha- I knew which days I'd, I was free, there was no walk that had got a space on it. So there we are, that's really, really popular. Uh, the second is the new bailiff, water bailiff. Um, a year and a half ago, we had real problems because the fishing club that had looked after the Heath Pond for us uh, had resigned, in effect withdrew its labour for all sorts of unfortunate reasons. And we had a growing problem with uh, the, the surroundings of the pond not being looked after properly and illegal fishing. There was a real problem with illegal fishing overnight and in the day because no one was checking licences. A chap came forward um and uh at interview he seemed to know what he was talking about and to be really passionate about it and he has gathered around him a group of other like-minded individuals and the management of the pond is now excellent and the last is a 15 year old um a cadet sergeant in the local etc who has done the most amazing things. Um, She went to her head and said at the various military-related events in TPS, could she and her fellow ATC uh, cadets wear uniform? That was agreed. Could they wear uniform at all of the military-related events? That was agreed. Could all cadets of any cadet unit in Petersfield wear their uh, uniforms? And that was agreed. At TPS, and it spread to Bowhunt and to Ditcham Park. A remarkable young lady. Peter, thank you very much for joining us. Enjoy the evening. Okay. And uh, yeah, we'll catch okay, up very soon. Thanks very much. Bye bye. The P stands for Petersfield. It's like the best town ever. <laughs> the P Pod. This week, Susie enjoys the lambs. This week's wild walk is very different. I'm actually walking on my way to work. What? To write, you cry? No, I'm actually... I'm going to head for them now. I'm actually working in the school library um, at Beedales. So those of you who walk with me regularly every week will know that that's where I am. Oh, and if you can hear those wonderful noises, I'm heading towards the Jacob sheep. (laughs) I think they're moaning because unusually they're rather penned up. Um, I usually see them sort of flocking all over the place, moving from the orchard onwards. Oh, and I am looking at the sweetest baby little black lamb. What a poppet. Oh, and as usual, twins. Oh, and you've got a little white face. Oh, I love the curiosity of a lamb. Mum's giving me a stare of don't you dare. But the lambs are... What is that person? Anyway, I'm walking on a public footpath which actually goes through Beedales. Um, I'm happy to say it's a very dog-friendly school. So rain has taken to coming in with me. 
I'm just going to, oh no I'm not, I was going to break off here to take a photograph of the gambling lambs, um, but they've all sort of moved away from me. Maybe I'll try a little bit later. But anyway, you've had, you've had the sound effect and I will try and get a photograph before this actually goes up. So now I'm, um, I'm walking back through towards the theatre and this is the way that Rain and I take. And yesterday was Powell Day at the school, where they all do enterprising things. Some of it was planting a hedgerow on the um, steep, yes, I mean steep, common bit. So just opposite the church, just where you enter that walk there, there's new hedge being planted. Oh, and I can see a lot of groundwork has gone on here yesterday, which is probably why the sheep are more penned than usual. And yes, you know, you don't have to tell me anything. I taught for nearly 20 years in state schools, so I completely get it. But my, oh my, how fortunate people are who can send their children here, um, if you can afford it, because it is just the best place and still pretty rural and feels nice. It has a really good feeling to it. Oh yeah, I can see there's been an awful lot of... Um, tree work, shrubs and so on have been grubbed out and um, low branches dangerous branches have come out there was a fire lit just before I left yesterday and I can see where the footpath continues, I won't do that today because I've got to open up the library, well the library's always open, that's the other wonderful thing here, the facility is available for students the whole time um except actually overnight but you know till about 10 o'clock at night they can study there which is great um, and I'm in there going to be doing a bit more accessioning so I'm just walking past sculptures that are apparently given to Beedales which is a pretty wonderful thing to do I need to find out who the sculptor is I'm not entirely certain and there's um building work going on on my right I don't know what the new, it looks like it's accommodation um, yeah that's an extractor fan probably here um, and then yesterday somebody had come from Sam, from Samba from central London to do Samba classes and he couldn't get over this, he was just sort of jaw dropping at the exquisite nature of the grounds really this green is absolutely full of lovely spring flowers tiny little tete-a-tete daffodils and, uh, usually I was just about to say whenever you pass anybody here they're always most polite but that was actually a member of staff who didn't say hello to me there you go that is extremely unusual um so I'm just walking past the science block. Um, later on this afternoon, we're showing films to four pupils um, of book adaptation um, every Tuesday. So that's rather lovely. And now I'm about to go up the steps. Hi. And, uh, silence, please. Have, you'll just hear the that click and then I will be silent.
Ennis and Joff Lacey in Petersfield's Peapod. Coming up, we find out who has received an award from the Mayor and bring you the latest What's On Guide. Before that, let's meet this year's chosen charities. Affectionately known as KA to many, the King's Arms Youth Project is a charity that meets the needs of young people in both Petersfield and Alton. With a range of different clubs for various age groups, the King's Arms also offers a space away from home to relax and meet with other people. Larissa Mandressa-Elder... That'll do. That is with us to tell us more. Larissa, thank you for joining us. So, tell us more. Okay, so the King's Arms, um, well, it's an amazing charity to be part of. I I feel really privileged to work there. Um, You know, it's a really dedicated team of professionals that try our absolute hardest to meet the needs of the community the young people in our community and whatever that need is we will find the money from somewhere and it's got always somewhere um to meet that need and that can vary um depending on what the specific need is and and what made you get involved uh so i have a background in teaching young offenders and um young people with mental health difficulties and I then moved to Petersfield and had two little babies and wanted to get to know my community so I started to volunteer at the King's Arms we're always looking for volunteers if anyone's listening <laughs> um, so yeah I started off as a volunteer as a mentor for a one-to-one mentor with um, young people in need and I just to be honest I thought I was going back into teaching but I just fell in love with it with the charity so much and what they stand for and the the authenticity of the charity I just thought I've got to work here so I managed to um, worm my way in and I've been there seven years so there we go and what age groups do you have at the King's Arms? So um, generally speaking, it's um, secondary school age, although we do target um, younger children if they're young carers or year six. We do some year six transition work so that they find that journey from primary to secondary um, slightly more of an easier challenge because we know statistically speaking that young people are most vulnerable when they get to year seven in terms of school um, success and have you seen the numbers rise coming along since the cost of living crisis and other events that have gone in on in the country we certainly have seen the need rise we're very lucky we you know we're a fairly established um charity we work very closely with our local secondary school who promote us with our to our young people and again the primary schools that um also uh, promote us as they move up into secondary however the need has certainly changed there is a lot more hungry children children that are very anxious about their parents perhaps financial issues that's certainly become a current issue um, 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 a more frequent issue within our uh, community at the king's arms and um, also just i think that there's been a a huge need since the pandemic you know and that's starting to really show through even more in the last I'd say six months it's almost like the aftermath has finally hit us um so yeah there's there's lots going on for us to get our teeth stuck into what kind of activities do you do for for young people at the, the King's Arms? Um, so we offer a whole range of activity to meet the need, need in the community so we offer um 
group mentoring support for young people with uh, mental health challenges. Um, they might have been identified through multi-agencies such as children's services, schools, even parent referrals or um, the G- our local GPs. Um, CAMS as well. We also do work with young people that are not in education at all or um, school refusers. We work with young people that have been permanently excluded and have no school to go to yet. Uh, And we do a lot of work with the local schools around prevention work in terms of kids that are on the edge of permanent exclusion. So we'll work to support them to try and get them re-engaged into uh, um, school life. Uh, and we work with a lot of kids with additional needs. So it might be additional t- children with additional needs in mainstream settings, but we also have streams of work for additional needs in, in um, uh, special needs setting schools as well. Um, so all sorts of kids with additional needs as well as what else do we do? We do a lot. <laughs> um, and we work with young carers. We do a very specific stream of work for young carers. And we identify them, I think eight's the youngest we have. And we provide them respite really for themselves really because they work so hard at home to support their families. So we recognise that it's important that they find their own space and have a chance to realise their own dreams and goals. So that's what we're about. Now we recorded a Peapod at the King's Arms two and a half years ago before you moved in to the new premises ah how's it going there oh it's amazing i think you know as as happy as we were at the old premises we've always wanted to create a home from home environment that was that's always been our thing you know we want our young people to feel that this that is their second home that that is a space where they can completely be authentic and say what they need to say and find their voice and because we've got this beautiful period home with all the lovely features and the fireplaces you know we've um you know we've gone massively onto Peaceville free I've forgotten what the site's called and tried to find as many trendy sofas as possible in our colour scheme of course and um yeah and just try and create a really warm welcoming homely space we've got this amazing kitchen that we refurbed when we got in there and we do so much cooking with our young people you know we we recognize the need for young people to know and understand how to cook it's a life skill how to cook using you know um you know, fi- financial guide, you know, guidance, and um, and also just the importance of sitting around a table and eating together. It's a massive way for young people to relax and to really find their voice, to be themselves, to discuss really important topics without feeling like they're in a lesson, um, as well as um, just feeling like they're special and important. So, you know, we love our building. And, yeah, if anyone wants to donate any call-free sofas, we're here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Larissa. Really great to talk to you and to to hear more about King's Arms. Thank you so much. The P stands for Petersfield. I think it's an amazing place to live. The Peapod. Joining us now is David Barton from the Petersfield Food Bank, another charity supported by Petersfield's Mayor. The Petersfield Food Bank is an independent charity run with the support of PACT, Petersfield Area Churches Together, which distributes food packs from the Methodist Church on Station Road. Hello, David. Hello, good evening. So how long have you been involved with the Petersfield Food Bank? I could say too long. It's about uh, eight years, I think. Got roped in via PACT because uh, I go to the United Reformed Church and uh, I was asked to be the PACT rep and then 
I was saying earlier to Steve, you get roped into so many things. If you're not careful, you can spread yourself a bit thin. But the, the food bank I, I liked particularly because um, I used to be um, a debt advisor for the U-Trust before I retired. And so that was kind of in the blood, helping people with benefits and debt and stuff like that. Yeah. And how long has the food bank been going? Right, yeah, uh, you're nicking some of my presentation. I had to look this up because uh, we started in the Salvation Army in October 2010. Brian Edwards, who's still around in town, I saw him today by the Edinburgh Woolmill, he found in their archive a slide, which you'll see later. October 2010, it was an initiative from um, PACT again. There, there used to be a part of PACT called Social Concerns which was interesting, all sorts of things like teenage pregnancies and stuff like that. And one of the things they highlighted was there was a need in Petersville, despite being a wealthy town, which it is, and a perception. So uh, they gave um, you know, the thumbs up. And Captain Linda Reed, remember Captain Linda Reed, Salvation Army, and Brian, because of like, the Salvation Army ethos, they've always had that in the blood, haven't they, the Salvation Army? They got together and they started it, given kudos. Uh, and you'll see with the presentation, it started from a small cupboard, which is what I'm hoping to get across the way it's grown, which we're not proud of, but it's, uh, you know, it's what's happened. Yes, I was going to ask you, so how has it grown in the last 13 years? Well, we've outgrown the Salvation Army. Uh, we were at the Methodist Church, as you said, uh, and that wasn't, we, we took it from them. Brian still calls it his baby, but that's just a sweet, but he did, he, he, was, he wasn't getting overwhelmed, but it was becoming bigger than he could manage bearing him on his age and the size of the Salvation Army Hall. So um, we were looking around in town under the packed banner which churches could host it and we were offered all sorts of sheds and garages at the back of different churches but the Methodist was the best one and David Rice who was the minister looking after the Methodists when they were in between ministers uh, was running there and I still think he does run a food bank in Hazelmere so we kind of pinched some of his ideas and he got permission to set up. Have you been to the store? Mm -hmm. That yes. wooden store, he, yeah. he built that. And uh, you know, we were off and running. So, so it's about 2015 when we, we moved, sort of the space capacity issues. And when do you distribute the food packs? Right, well, the official days are Tuesday and Friday. Um, but we are flexible. What we try and uh, avoid is people just rocking up uh, because they've got... We're open. But worst day to come on Thursday. We're not there Thursday. Just bear that in mind. But if they come up on another day and it isn't an official distribution day, we, we won't send them packing. We'll try and help. It reflects the Christian ethos of the, the start of it. Um, I had some figures today from our chair because I, I thought I might be asked after prayer. I gave out 15 with our team on Friday because I do Friday distribution. Yesterday, uh, Jackie gave out 16. It's not a competition, but they're just... And Simon is dealing on Saturday with people that have got jobs, can't come in the week, that they're still, you know, waiting for their first pay packet. So this last eight days, 34. Mm -hmm. um, and in December, we were about... Oh, sorry, January, about 113. February, which is a short month, 115. So we're over 100, and we, it, 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 this is the way figures are going. Post-pandemic, which we expected to go up, they're still steadily rising because of the cost of living problems. <laughs> And how do you qualify for a food pack? Right, we've got a very tight, strict referral system because I know Peter was anxious to get that across uh, because certain people, his colleagues, still have the doubts that you just rock up, take what you want, and off you go, and it um, can be abused. 
what we say, and you'll hear this in a presentation, is that somebody turns up, that they've found out about us and, and they've sort of like um, seen on our website, we never refuse them an initial pack, which reflects you know, like good Samaritan type stuff. But then we say to them, without being too intrusive, try and find out what their problems are. We don't give them the third degree. but And if it's a benefit situation, health, whatever, we try and gently signpost them because we're just a food bank we can't do all the and most people do then follow that up which means that we then get a referral from the appropriate agency who've done the heavy lifting um, and then we do a lot of referrals now by email which speeds things up but every monday evening and thursday evening i and the lady who does choose to get a list from elaine who's been approved who's been referred uh, the time scale that we're going to keep them on the books and then we'll help them as an ongoing basis. So what does it mean to be a charity that's been chosen by the mayor this year? It's very good. I mean, it get, we haven't been a charity long. We spun off from PACT, and PACT, if you know much about it, is not a charity. Um, but because we came so big, we um, we spun off with our own accounts, um, and we, we kept getting people not just bringing us food donations, but wanting to give us money which we never refuse. And way back, four or five years ago, people would say, of course, um, I can gift aid this, can't I? And we had to be honest and say, uh, well, no, you can't, because we're not a charity. So that was why we developed that. It was a bit of a long, drawn-out effort, quite an interesting exercise. Um, but we've been a charity now for over a year. And it's it's night. I've been on training as a trustee, so I've never been a trustee at all. So we're getting ourselves a bit more, although we're all volunteers, nobody's paid, um, we know that we run a professional set up which we owe to the donors and also the clients you know um so yeah it, it means a lot it's given us that extra status and anyone listening to this what items do you require most each okay. week the uh if you wander around town to all the supermarkets most of them and the churches have a list of what we're short of uh, we've stopped saying to people we don't want pasta beans or soups which we don't but when we said that in the past, people tend to sort of switch off and think, oh, the food bank's adequately provisioned. We didn't say that. What we do now is we say what we do want. And the current list, uh, there's quite, it's quite a long list. Uh, but we ran out of fruit the other week. We always run out of um, cream crackers, shampoos, different things. But it, or you can just ask. It's, it's on the, you, you print a list each week, don't you? We do. You, you get that. That's so right, yeah. Shine look Radio. At Shine Radio. Look, right. at, look at the website and look at Waitrose. There's a, there's a list uh, the, the new one's just gone up for March, last couple of days. Brilliant. David, thank you very much. Great to talk to you okay. and to hear more about the food bank. Yes, thank, you. thank you. The Peapod Events Guide. What's on in the Petersphere? The Petersfield Walking Festival has a woodlark and warblers walk coming up on Wednesday the 15th of March from 2.30 to 3.30pm. Listen out for the mesmerising song of the woodlark and Heathland specialist, the Dartford Warbler. More details are on the Walking Festival's website. Beedales is hosting a spring concert on Wednesday the 15th of March from 7 until 9pm at the Lupton Hall with a selection of chamber music and performances by the student orchestra and choirs. The concert is free to attend. Gallery number 30 has a wine tasting evening on Thursday the 16th of March from 7pm. For £20, sample six wines from South America with a cheese board and a quiz. 
Book your ticket directly with gallery number 30. If you'd rather stay in, there's always your local radio station, Shine Radio, to listen to. Available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can listen to a new episode of Growing Together. This edition sees Al Claire and Steve once again at the Adhurst Estate Allotment with more gardening tips and chat. And award-winning gardener Helia Bowling describes how to grow a cut flower garden. You can listen to Growing Together and more at shineradio.uk, bringing you also a great mix of music, local news and information. If you're running an event, get it in the guide at shineradio.uk. We are now in the Rose Room and the meeting has finished. We've caught up with Emily, who has been, who is one of the recipients of the Mayor's Award this evening. Hi, Emily. Hi, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Can you tell us what you've won the award for, please? So... I, a couple of years ago, a couple of my friends, they always used to, on remembrance parades and things, they would go into school in their cadet uniform. Um, and it was something which I thought, well, at TPS we don't do it. And it's something which I'd like to introduce. So uh, I think it was January of 2021, I emailed our head teacher and was like, this could be an idea that we do, um, why, why don't we do it? Uh, I heard a response pretty quickly. He put me in touch with the CCF commander and between us we put a plan in place and I ran the um, uh, Jubilee celebration for the Queen in May. We did a small parade for that and then in November I had I had an exam that same day and we did a big parade for um, Remembrance Parade and I was asked if I wanted to command that parade and we did it outside the school. So um, soon after I told all of our cadets at Petersfield that they were to come to school in uniform if they were at TPS. Um, our cadets then went away to um, their schools at Ditcham and at Bowhunt and they then asked their headmasters if they could do the same thing as I had done it. They got in touch with me and were like, we've heard this, is it true? Um, what does TPS do about it um, and then we just went from there and then schools are now celebrating Remembrance Parade with different youth or military youth organisations, sea cadets, air cadets to show their pride and come into school wearing their uniform. That's been an incredible response and very quickly enacted. How does that make you feel? Um, I was shocked at first. I mean, I kind of tried to like persuade by using our core ethos of enjoy, respect, achieve. We are respecting ourselves and those who have passed um, during Remembrance Parade. Um, It was a big shock to me. I didn't think that it was going to happen as quickly as it did. Um, I didn't think anything to come of it. I just thought it's an idea. Why not put it forward? But to have it come back so quickly and be this is the plan, this is what's going to happen. It was an amazing opportunity. So how long have you been a member of the cadets? So I joined cadets September 2019. Um, I've done so much in the last nearly four years. Um, Hopefully now that I'm so yeah, I was promoted to sergeant December 2021 and hopefully flight sergeant in a few months' time. So, yeah. That's amazing. So, <laughs> hopefully a career. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Um, if not, definitely going into the military and that sort of aspect, yeah. And obviously this, this initiative now that you've set up will continue for years to come. Yeah, definitely. I've been told that it's going to be my legacy once I leave school and that's going to be quite shortly as well. So being able to, because my brother's um, also at TPS, so being able to know that he's going to continue that on and then cadets after me are still going to go to school and wear their uniform on Remembrance Parade because of something that I did feels like a very great responsibility. So you're about to leave school, you're in year 11 then? Yeah, I'm in year 11. Oh, Last year's school, a few months left and then big summer holiday, very excited. Sounds like you've got a great future ahead of you, Emily. Congratulations, Thank lovely you talking much. to you.
I'm joined now by Richard Welch, who is another recipient of the Mayor's Award this evening. Hi, Richard. Can you explain what the award is for, please? Um, well, obviously, I volunteered to become I volunteered to become the new fishery bailiff, um, looking after Heath Lake back in July last year, after the previous guys walked away. Um, I was a bit concerned that if nobody was looking after the water, um, obviously we could have poachers, we could have illegal fishing taking place. Uh, so I came on board, I've built up a team of seven other bailiffs, or seven of them in, t- in total, and the award tonight was a complete surprise, I knew nothing, nothing about it whatsoever. Um, I just got told to turn up tonight to answer any fishing questions that may be asked and not to wear shorts like I always do. <laughs> so, uh, big surprise for me tonight. Oh, well, congratulations. And, and very well deserved. I mean, it is a huge part of Petersfield. What, what, what made you want to take over? Um, I've been coming to Petersfield since I was a kid. My grandparents always used to bring me here for days out. So it's got special memories for myself. Um, I've lived in Petersfield now for about 18 years with my wife. Um, and we love the place. She's born and bred here. Um, so I've got that side of things that I love about it. And I'm a very keen photographer. And I've been taking wildlife pictures and landscape pictures around the Heath and around Petersfield for a very long time. And uh, to actually now be responsible to help maintain the upkeep is very special to me. And I want it. The idea going forward is to actually make it more of a recreational lake and to encourage families back on a day's fishing and move away from it just being a private club or something like that. I really want to encourage people to come, enjoy a day out, have a laugh, have a joke, and maybe catch a fish or two. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Well, we look forward to that. Thank you very much, Richard. Great to talk to you this Beautiful. evening. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. And that's it for this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us. Thanks also to our guests, Mayor Peter Clist, Larissa Mendressa-Elder, David Barton, all the award winners, Susie Wilde, and our editor for this week, Harrison R.B. And of course, to the whole Shine Radio team. So from Joff and I this week... Bye! The Peapod is produced by volunteers at Petersfield's Shine Radio. Evacuees from Ukraine are dreaming of peace. Now you can support them at a live musical event in Petersfield. Enjoy traditional and modern Ukrainian performances from the Two Colours Women's Choir. See Hugh Bonneville interview a local Ukrainian family and help raise funds for an armoured evacuation vehicle to help save lives in Ukraine. The Ukrainian Spring Concert takes place at Church's College on Friday the 24th of March. Tickets are on sale now. See shineradio.uk forward slash events for details or search Petersfield Ukraine on Ticket Source.